Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Chris Cosney. Chris is the controller at Cosney Wagner. So Chris, welcome. Glad to have you here. Thanks, Len. I appreciate it. I've been listening for a little while and I'm glad to finally get on. Well, great. Yeah, no charge to get on. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Great to have you here. Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in a construction industry. Obviously, you're multi-generation, so tell me the, the whole story here. Right. Well, I'm actually a fourth generation, so and construction's been in my blood since I was a kid, from site tours to coming in the office to even tagging along to a few AGC conferences. The first time I met you, Len, was in Hawaii. I think it was a hula contest at the tender age of 12, so quite quite the sight to see. And we lost. (laughs) (laughs) But no, construction has been in my background for my whole life. And throughout high school, working in the shop, that that was a big part of my life. Went to school, came back, and spent some time in pre construction and on the commercial project side for Cosney Wagner. And now home is in the accounting department. What was your major in school? What did you do in school? Was, How did that all go? I was uh, business administration and wasn't quite sure in the beginning uh, whether I wanted to you know, work for the family business or not. But after some time spent in the shop, you know, working with the field and working with these guys, you know, I, it, it kind of became a love affair because, you know, at our company, it's really a family affair. Um, we've got not only, you know, my grandpa, his father was also with us, and then you have my dad and my uncle. And then even our superintendents, there's three father-son duos within the company. So it really is a family affair, and uh, I kind of fell in love with it. What are some of the projects that you're working on now, and what sort of things are you anticipating? So, well, Cosney Wagner's been around for, you know, 53 years, and we like to think of ourselves as one of the most diverse contractors in the St. Louis region. So we have our civil division and our commercial division, civil being um, the DOT work, bridges, infrastructure, and then commercial being, you know, anything with buildings or any of our private clients. So some of the jobs we're working on right now are I-44. There's six bridges that we're finishing up, total of 12, and then Washu School of Medicine, and then uh, Great Rivers Greenway. We've got a multitude of projects. You'll see They've got greenways and parks throughout the St. Louis region. And then we've got a number of private clients that we're working for. So currently. you're working both on the I-44, the Greenway, WashU, a lot of different diversity of what markets that you pursue. Right. We're we're all over town. And a lot of times people think of us as a civil contractor because that's that's a lot of our our advertisable you know, work, you know, right on the highway, people see us driving by, but we do a lot of the other work. It, it really is a 50-50 split. Do you mostly just stay in the St. Louis marketplace? Do you travel at all? You know, we'll, we'll travel for our clients, for our clients that we like and the clients that, you know, they're good to us. And so, 
we'll, we'll go with them, but most of our work is here in St. Louis. As you're looking ahead for the rest of your career, obviously you're just beginning. What sort of challenges do you see that your company or the industry faces that you're seeing that you're going to be dealing with as you move forward? Well, there, there's a multitude, and the the first one I don't think is surprising anybody, but it's labor shortage, and a lot of that is is in the field, but but also in the office. I mean, we've we've gone out in the past couple of years for a number of positions, um, whether it be project manager, estimator, project engineer, and we've really struggled to find qualified people. Why do you think that is? Uh, you know, I think it I think it's this um, this issue in the construction industry where it's not advertised well. And, you know, when people are coming out of school, construction is the last thing they're thinking about. They're thinking about other industries. They're going straight to school and getting in an industry that is already overflowing. And so, uh, you know, whether it be officer field, there's just, there's not enough qualified people. So that's definitely an issue that we're going to have to figure out. So you've got the workforce shortage. What other th- sort of things do you see? Something on, on my list at Cosney Wagner is we, we've got to figure out what's going on with technology, keeping up with technology. We have long been, you know, a company, 53 years, we've long been a late adopter in technology, you know, as much as the construction industry is. And so our goal in the last couple of years is let's, let's change, let's flip the script. Let's be an early adopter. And so it's been tough the last couple of years. It's definitely an investment from the from a money standpoint. But uh, we're making that investment, and we're trying to get as productive as possible because with the labor shortage, you know, technology is going to help, help us bridge that gap. Well, I think there's no doubt that construction has been a late adopter of technology, seen it in the professional services, the legal services, accounting services, healthcare, manufacturing, and construction is somewhere way down at the end of the yeah, list. Yes, right, right. And in a lot of the technology out there, um, sometimes it's hard to, to you know, realize what the actual gain is because you're not comparing it to any one thing. And you know, until you you make that commitment and say this is this is where we're moving, this is where we need to go to keep up with the rest of rest of the world. So what was the first investment you made in that direction? Well, so the first investment was we went to uh, Procore project management software. All our field guys have iPads and we had messed around with different project management softwares, but Procore was the best fit for us moving forward to get these guys, you know, away from paper drawings and in a way from coming in the office all the time. And so once we got the iPads in the hand, once we got the software up and running, then we were able to kind of move other things to the cloud. And, you know, whether it be timesheets, expense reports, any number of things, they've got the iPads in their hands. The, the possibilities are endless. And we're really just trying to figure out all that right now. I think when you're trying to adopt that technology and integrate it into an existing company as a young guy, I'm sure you get a couple of looks like, what the heck's this guy thinking about here? You know, there there certainly were, and especially some of the field guys who were tenured and are still with us, but they were they were with the company for, at this point, you know, 20 plus, 30 plus years, and they had done business the, the same way for all those years, and, you know, for for someone to come in and hand them an iPad and say, you know, this is the new way of doing things. It was a little tough. And that, 
early on, it was it was tough. But I I tell you what, each and every one of them picked it up and realized, you know what, this is saving me time. And in the end, that's that's the key. That's great. So yeah. you've got the workforce challenge, you've got the technology challenge. What other? You've got a laundry list, I'm sure. There, there certainly is a laundry list, and um, really, uh, probably, the, probably the last one though that we can talk about today is the infrastructure funding. Um, it, it's really a, a big picture item, but it, it's still key to us. That you know, something that we talk about often. We are, you know, fifty-fifty split from civil and commercial, but we realize that this infrastructure funding is, you know, it's really detrimental if we don't get something on the table. It's going to hurt commercial business as well. You know, investors coming into Missouri, if they don't have the infrastructure, they're going to leave. They're not two separate issues. Right, because another state is going to pick that tab up. And so, I mean, that's really, that's, you know, the legal issues and the prevailing wage. I mean, all all these things, it's, it's something we're trying to keep tabs on and do the best we can. So with all the balls you've got in the air and trying to enter the industry and modernize your company you decided well i'll get involved in agc how did that happen well cosney wagner's had a long history with the agc my my dad patrick cosney has has long been involved and and many other employees of cosney wagner have been involved and so it was it was obvious that there was there was some type of add to agc so when i was green came out of school, joined the company. First thing I did was join the AGC and joined the CLC, Construction Leadership Council, uh, specifically. And so not really knowing a whole lot, just knowing what I know from working in the field and and coming in and going to school, I joined the CLC and uh, never looked back. And so been with the CLC for a little over three years, was the chair last year, and we have a really good group with us and to basically you know put this all in perspective uh the clc is basically uh we've got we've got 20 or so on the steering committee and that's made up of subcontractors suppliers service providers and general contractors small and large so uh, and this is all of mid to early professionals in the construction industry and so we've got a really good group and we're looking for another great year this year so the clc is Growing, doing what sort of activities? I mean, I understand that you get together, meet, talk about the industry issues that confront you at your companies, but what's sort of the rallying cry? What brings people together there? So basically, we split it up between our different committees. First being fundraising. We raise money ultimately for a few different organizations, one being Building Futures, who supports uh, St. Louis youth community teaching design build skills. And then really ultimately, um, it goes down to the AGC scholarships through the Education Foundation. And I believe we gave, the AGC was able, able to give uh, $50,000 to, I think, 25 individuals last year. And a lot of, and all the money that we raise goes to that Education Foundation. We raise money through different events that we hold throughout the year, Maine being our global golf tournament and also the build a Brat picnic, which is June 13th. Uh, it's $20. Uh, at Tillis Park. And the CLC gives you a chance to work with people your own age, work with people at the same status in their career as you are, and still at the same time do something for the community in general. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a lot of great support from the AGC staff. Us being busy professionals, 
working outside of the CLC, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time. So a lot of the um, AGC professionals that help us out, you know, as far as marketing goes, as far as Steve Lose, who who runs the group, we have a lot of help. But we have a good group moving forward, and we have a great platform to to raise, you know, as much money as we can. Uh, you went to the AGC of America CLC meeting also. I remember seeing you in Washington, D.C. So yeah. I can talk a little bit about what's going on nationwide with that. Yeah, absolutely. So the AGC, the CLC, has a um, has a conference each year. And this this past year, it was teamed up with the AGC of America conference. And so, actually, I've been lucky enough to go to three of them. So first year being Atlanta, uh, the next year LA, and then this past year DC. And so what the CLC gives us the opportunity to meet other group, other CLCs from different states, different regions, and see what they're doing. It, it's really a neat experience. You know, you've got the, the leadership training, you know, you go through, go through a couple different uh, leadership classes when you're there. And then also you just talk in a round table with the rest of the groups. And what we learned there was really significant. Some of the ideas that these other groups are coming coming to, you know, for example, there's a group in Seattle who started um, an externship program to try to raise awareness for the workforce. And so what they did was they brought in high school teachers. They brought them into the industry is basically an externship, uh, brought them into the office, to the field, um, had them work with a general contractor, and then the next week they'd do the same thing with a subcontractor, and then the next week a supplier. And so they're realizing that these, these high school teachers, they don't really quite understand the construction industry. And how is a teacher going to steer a student that should be in the construction industry that doesn't really, but if they don't know what the construction industry is, how are they ever going to get them to that point? So to loop back to your first concern, the CLC gives you somewhat of an opportunity to advertise the industry, if you will. Yes, absolutely. Chris, as we wrap up today, anything else you want to share with the listeners before we come to a close? Well, just just with the CLC, the, a couple other tenants that we, we normally talk about in our group, uh, we have a professional development committee, student chapter and workforce development, and membership recruitment and retention. There's a lot of opportunity within each one of those groups. And basically what I want to leave here with is if you happen to be listening and you're a young professional in the industry or if you're listening and you've got some young professionals in your organization, bring them to our group. I mean, this is the group that is writing the future of the construction industry in the region. There's a whole lot of opportunity. The example of the group from Seattle, that is writing the future right there. And so so we're doing our best to keep up with everything, and we're hoping to uh, you know, be the leaders of the future. And it's easy enough to find out about the CLC on our website. All the information is there at www.agcmo.org. People can find out about it, contact Steve Lose, get involved with the CLC. Absolutely. And once again, Build a Brat is June 13th, $20 uh, at Tillis Park. Chris, thank you so much for your time and best wishes in making that fourth generation of your company as strong as all the other prior generations have been. Well, thanks, Len. Thanks for having me on. Thanks again for listening. 
it's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.